Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and of course the startup scene. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. We're going to kick off today's show learning about the upcoming Onizuka Day of Exploration. Kimi Takazawa and Christopher Unruh from the Boy Scouts are here to tell us all about it. And of course, we'll be joined by the first robotics team from Kalani High School, Brian Silver, Noah Eckhart, and Vance Takeguchi, and of course, uh, they're here, and we'll hear about their experience in the recent competition, of course, and their plans for the future. So first off, we want to welcome Kimi from the Boy Scouts and Chris as well Hello. to talk about Hello. the Ellison Onizuka Day of Exploration. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks Thank for you. having us on. Yeah, no, so, you know, when I first heard about the Onizuka Day of Exploration, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. It sounds kind of like the um, the uh, Lacey Beach Day of Discovery. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the genesis of the Onizuka Day. Sure. So um, as you know, like the Boy Scouts have been here in Hawaii for 107 years, and we've had the Makahiki for 106. This would be like our 106th iteration of the Makahiki. So, um, you know, we love it. It's about experience the outdoors. We have about two to 3,000 people that come out. But this year, we decided to change it up. Now, okay, so for the, I don't know, 100 or so years, you've done Makahiki. And mm-hmm. Makahiki has a very... Uh, Hawaiian culture, a lot yes. of games, kind yes. of that that uh, idea. Now, Onizuka is more of a very sciencey space exploration. Yes, it is. So um, what we did for this, we called it the Ellison Onizuka Day of Exploration. We're so grateful and honored that the family um, let us use the name for mm-hmm. this. Um, as you know, Ellison Onizuka is an Eagle Scout from the Big Island. Um, and he really um, loves um, space and science. So we just kind of wanted to create the kind of feeling with our theme this year. So it's a whole, we're calling it the biggest STEM exploration day mm. in Hawaii. So we're expecting 80 to 90 booths run by the scouts. And we're going to have 48 um, STEM workshops that are free and open to the public. You know, we're going to have crazy things such as like a sheep brain dissection. Um, a mammalian heart dissection, like these lava, gelatinous lava flows, um, this gene sequencing thing. So people well, can come and experience So you're it. getting me all excited now. Yes. So how did you choose all of these different topics? I mean, what oh. was it that mm-hmm. decided, okay, we're going to do a, a sheep brain dissection? <laughs> who, did, who, who, who decided that? <laughs> well, um, just by chance, um, you know, we're sponsored by, by Queens this year. And a couple of the doctors had come to us and said, hey, we heard about what you're doing. And we're parents of scouts. And we love to just um, let the kids have hands-on experiences with that. So we're like, hey, sure, that sounds terrific. Okay. Yep, yep. Sounds and also, um, you know that like 40% of our merit badges in the Boy Scouts are actually STEM-related. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Now, of course, uh, Christopher, you're a uh, Eagle Scout. In fact, our guest after the break, uh, Brian, is also an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's quite an honor. Mm-hmm. Um, what what school do you go to? What grade are you in? I go to Mid Pacific Institute. I'm a sophomore in high school currently. Wow! And when did you be make the achievement of being an Eagle Scout? I got it around last year in October. Now, so, was there a was there a test? Or what was the the final objective uh, objective that you accomplished in order to get your Eagle Scout? Well, to get my Eagle Scout, I had to do my Eagle Scout project, mm-hmm. which um, encompassed me. Uh, conducting a community service project. So my community service project was rehabilitating the Mid-Pacific Pool. It um, was in an okay shape, but some of the paint jobs have been kind of old, and there are dirt and, like, 
mud and stuff mm-hmm. in the, in the um, mm-hmm. seating areas. So what we had to do is we used a power washer and we cleaned down the seating area. And then we repainted the walls of the Mid-Pacific Pool as well as we um, took – took down a sh- an old shed they used for storage and um we had to set up the set up another set uh another s- shed you know um, you know this this project doesn't sound like a one man project i mean did you have to enlist a bunch of buddies scouts? and friends and yeah <laughs> so we had about 30 people there a good amount from my troop alone and a lot of volunteers from mid pacific we had some swimmers who were on the swim team water polo players who were on the water polo team and um we had some other kind um, community service people looking for community service in the school just wanting to help out. That's mm-hmm. very impressive. Great. I mean, so Boy Scout and future potential general contractor, I suppose. <laughs> um, so uh, for the Onizuka Day of Discovery, are you going to be showing off something in one of these booths? What's your level of participation? Um, I currently don't have a plan to show off anything, but I am looking forward to visiting the event. It looks very interesting, and I've been to Makahiki a number of times, mm-hmm. and this new rebranding almost, it really piques my interest. That's, that's a great point because when somebody goes to this uh, Onizuka mm-hmm. Day of Exploration, mm-hmm. what, what, do you, they, what would you describe their experience being? I mean, how do you step into the event and how would you want them to participate? Hey, um, we're just looking for, you know, um, anyone from the age of like 1 to 101 to come on out. It's free and open to the public. Um, All the booths are going to be staffed by volunteers and scouts, and they're going to be doing different things within the small booths. They can sign up the day of or go to our website, scoutinghawaii.org, forward slash onizuka, to sign up there. Um, We're so grateful that uh, Ben Franklin is bringing in this guy named he's like the, called the wizard four from the mainland and he's going to be doing this kind of like wizard magic show hmm. in the peacocky room mm-hmm. um yeah opening with the mayor um it's just going to be a terrific day it definitely sounds like though that this is an event for families mm-hmm. for young people yes. and really kind of trying to spark that inspiration in stem fields exactly and we have this thing called um the space station camp so instead of like a camp outdoors, it's a space station. So the keiki can come through it, and they they learn how to sing some ska songs, do some um, quick um, craft, and at the end they can build a little mini um, Lego racer, and they can so kind of to mimic how the scouts do right. the Pinewood Derby, they can race <laughs> these little uh, Lego cars down these tracks to see how well that they do. So Kimi, uh, the mm-hmm. Onizuka Day of Exploration, what day? Where is it taking place? And once again, that website. Sure, it is going to be taking place Saturday. April 29th at the Neil S. Blaisdell Exhibition Hall. It's going to be from 9 to 3 o'clock. And, um, you know, they can follow us on our Facebook. So our Facebook is um, Ellison Onizuka Day of Exploration. So please go there. And, and this is a free event, right? Yep, it sure is. It's free. We'll check it Very out. Very good. We'll check it out. We'll put the show uh, the links up on our show notes. Okay. And we want to thank you, Akimi, for joining us. And thank Chris. You. Thank, thank you. you. And Chris, thank you yeah, thanks for joining us. And, of course, we'll be taking a short break. And when we return, we'll be... Joined by Brian Silver, Noah Eckhart, and Vance Taniguchi, Takaguchi, and we'll talk about FIRST Robotics and the regional competition. Don't go away. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Sacred Hearts Academy, and Urgent Care Hawaii. I love public radio because it makes me laugh, it makes me cry, it makes me think, it makes me squirm, 
It just is a wonderful thing for me, and I love being there in that space. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. And now joining us is Brian Silva, Noah Eckert, and Vance Takaguchi. In 2016, Brian received the Presidential Award for Excellence. Woo-hoo! Oh, you never told me that. No. And he uh, teaches industrial engineering design, drafting technology, and, of course, engineering for 16 years over at Kalani High School. Meanwhile, both Noah and Vance are part of the Kalani First Robotics Team, Team Magma. And, of course, uh, also known as Team, what, 30, 3008. 3008. Okay, well, we want to <laughs> learn gotcha. all about... All about your robotics experience, and we first want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you for having us. This is awesome being here. Love the show. Now, we want to uh, maybe give Brian a little chance to talk because I think the rest of the show is going to be with, uh, with Vance and Noah. But <clears throat> So, Brian, you're the mentor for this team. How long is, uh, you know, has this team been sort of in existence? The team started back in 2009 mm-hmm. with seven students. So this is our ninth year doing FRC, and we've done really well. And how many students today? We have a total of 34 students, nice. with 60% of them being girls. Wow, that's like great. And, and, and that makes Noah maybe about 20-something years old? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding, Noah. So, so the, the team um, for this year, give us a sense as to what is sort of the first thing that happens that gets the, you know, the first robotics team sort of focused on their challenge for 2017. So how do they transition to get ready for that year's game? Uh, It really starts in January. The first weekend of January is a Saturday. We meet at 5 a.m. at McKinley High School. So this is a day day that every first team has to get together and... Yep, it is launched same time worldwide. So if you're in Israel, it's 4 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Hawaii, it's 5 (laughs) a.m. New Hampshire, it's 11 in the afternoon. (laughs) So they're doing pretty good. And so this is where they actually unveil the, the challenge for this year. Yeah, that's when everybody is super excited about what's that year's challenge going to be. What do they need to do? So, Brian, what's consistent from year to year, though? So certainly the challenge and the things they need to accomplish with the robots will change from year to year. What are the basic rules of engagement? Is it the specific tools they use, the size of the robots? What, what do they, can they count on every year? They really can't count on a whole lot, huh. other than they need a robot that moves. <laughs> uh, that's your biggest consistency. It'll need bumpers, although two years ago we didn't need bumpers on the robots. For the most part, we like the interactions. First wants to see bumpers on the bots for protection. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, uh, vision. There's usually some component about vision that the robots have to do. So teams can get choose how complex they want to be or non-complex. It's good for rookie teams that have never done it and challenging for those teams that have been around for 18 years like Wailua. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk to Noah and Vance. And maybe, Noah, start off with uh, what is your role on the team? Uh, so I'm the head of the design team on our first robotics team. Mm-hmm. And how and, long have you been Vance? with the program? Uh, so I'm a sophomore, and I've been with it since my freshman year, so this nice. is my second year. Very okay. good. And Vance? And I'm a junior on the team, so th- that means that's my third year on the team, and I'm the co-captain for the team. All right, so, so Noah, take us back. 5 a.m., McKinley High School. Yeah. You know, at least it's not as far as driving in from Wailua, no. but probably still a challenge. <laughs> what was it at McKinley? McKinley, McKinley right? So yeah, you guys all got to go to McKinley. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like you watch it at Kalani or 
you know, Roosevelt or at your respective schools, you have to. You certainly could, but what fun would that be? Right. Oh, it's great okay, that all the Hawaii okay, okay, teams okay, okay, come okay. together okay. and. We get to see it all as one sure. big group. Okay. So, Noah, what was that unveil like, <laughs> the energy, and what was the challenge? Okay, so um, we get there. It's 5 a.m. Everybody's really tired. They give us food in the morning, and then we go in. Thank they you, start McDonald's. The, <laughs> yeah. They start, the reveal vid- they start the reveal video. They don't give it off right away. They, they keep teasing you with like, oh, this is what it might be. Oh, oh, oh. And then they finally <laughs> reveal it. It's a steampunk-themed game called First Steamworks where Steam? teams have to uh, provide gears to airships as well as fuel to help them prepare for flight. Uh-huh. And, and so, Vance, when you start to see this sort of reveal, what sort of goes through your mind? I mean, do you start thinking about, well, how am I going to build this? Or what am I supposed to, you know, how do I engineer this thing? Yeah, so right as we see the game, we all look at it and we're like all brainstorming ideas. So for this year's game in particular, we saw that we had to pick up gears and pick up balls mm-hmm. and um, climb up a rope. So immediately we think, start thinking of crazy ideas. So like one of the crazy ideas that we had come up with is for the... Um, for the gears, it's like a like a clamp type of thing, so it comes down on each side of the gear and then puts it up. But we didn't end up going with that, so maybe Noah can explain a little bit about the design of the robot. Okay, wait. So Noah, so <laughs> there's there's probably some key things that you want to consider, right? I mean, whether it's gathering balls or shooting balls or collecting gears or actually trying to do the do the hook and and you know pull yourself up. So how do you? prioritize what it is that you want to build. So after every um, every kickoff, we take a little break, wait until like 10 o'clock, meet up back at our shop, mm-hmm. and we do a big old brainstorming session with all the members of our team where everybody gets to give their input on what they think is going to be good and what they think is not going to be as good and what they want to do with our robot. And so we break it down where it's like the point values for each individual thing. We reenact the game with or we try and reenact the game with us being the robots and we kind of do a little demonstration Mm. of what we think the game is going to be played like. And from that demonstration, we then formulate ideas for what we want our robot to be, what we want our robot to do. And then from there, we kind of keep moving on Mm -hmm. so it's fair to say that every school sees the same video every school knows what the 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 objectives are but might take a different approach prioritizing saying well we can kill it with the rope and we're going to maybe not focus so much on the gears and things like that um leading up to the big competition how would you vance articulate your priority the thing that you guys said this is how we're going to win this so in the first two weeks of our design process we all get together as a team or actually sorry the first week we all get together and we um, prioritize our list and um, we saw that the gears are a lot of points 40 points and that the balls are in the high goal three po- you get one point for three balls in the high goal and one point for nine balls in the low goal mm-hmm. and we thought that we couldn't shoot consistently in the high goal but that the gears we could do very consistently. So we only focused on gears and climbing the rope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you talk about the um, the balls, right, and gathering the balls and shooting the balls, I mean, those are probably kind of the spectacular <laughs> things, right? Because you, you have all the balls in mass, and then the teams that actually have the shooting capability, I mean, it's kind of cool to watch them shoot this thing, you know, sort of oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in repetition, <laughs> right? Cool. It's insane. And, and, uh, it's pretty cool. But, but you have to really sit down and decide – okay, we want to focus on things that we can actually build. And so in, in terms of designing something, I mean, was it easier to, to design something for, you know, gathering up the gear? Or, I mean, for the teams that actually decided to do with the shooting of the ball, 
I mean, they must have gone through the same th- sort of thought process too, right? Yeah. So um, what we went through with our design process is that um, we the gears are accepted through a, a slider, which is inclined at 18 degrees, and they just drop straight onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we made a – and that's the only way you can get gears. You can only get gears through that slider. Mm-hmm. And so we designed our robot around picking the – or getting receiving the gear from the slider so that it would – have it, it, we would be able to get the gear 100% of the time, mm. every single time. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. that. Now, shooting balls might be more, might have more pizzazz, mm-hmm. but you're saying, hey, the points are in the gear, so that's what we're going to focus on. So take us to the competition. You're now seeing what other schools have decided to prioritize and design. And this might be hard because I'm sure you, you are awesome, but what were some of the other ideas that you saw that impressed you? Okay, so there's this one team called Robonauts, and they're always like a super all-star crazy team. And they have a shooter on a turret. So it's like spinning around. It has the the camera on it so they can track the vision target as they're driving around. They have a hopper for the balls, which can hold up to like 40-something balls. And they just waterfall them into the high goal. <laughs> I saw this video and I was like, what? How do they even? It was insane. So Robonautics, where are they from? Uh, they're from Houston, Texas. And did they compete in this past uh, competition in at in Hawaii? Uh, no. no. Uh, they So, like, what a lot of teams do is after the build period is over, mm-hmm. they release a reveal video where mm. they show off what their robot can do. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start to build your robot, uh, what equipment do you have access to? Does the, previous, does the previous year's team actually have pieces that you can start to cobble together or... You know, how does the the hardware work? Well, the way it works in the first system is you cannot have anything pre-built before the January deadline. Mm -hmm. So even if you model stuff out like a swerve drive that McKinley does, uh, they test it out. Once it starts in the build season, they have to rebuild the swerve drive. You can't just steal something off of an old robot. So you can't have a robot that you can kind of like steal parts from? Yeah. Uh, You can do that as long as it's not pre-assembled. I see, I see. So like you can't take your your ball manipulator from, say, like 2013 and use it on your 2016, 2017 robot. We do harvest our robots quite frequently at our team Mm -hmm. because we need an extra sim motor. We need new spike relays. Mm -hmm. We need a robo Rio that's the computer control part of it. We have to harvest those pieces Mm -hmm. from year Mm -hmm. to year. We're not able to hold them. You might not be able to find that at Radio Shack. No. (laughs) You might not be able to find Radio Shack. Vance. (laughs) Yeah, um, I was thinking about that. Coming into this – how much experience did you need to be able to start working with these mechanical robotics and even computerized pieces? Um, so our team in the beginning of the year, so obviously it starts in January, mm-hmm. right? So the, for school, that's third quarter. So in the first semester of school, we start training all of our people, all of our new people, so that they're well-equipped so that when they get we get into build season, the six weeks of building this robot, then they're prepared. And then everyone from the previous years is also prepared from that training. Um, so, the so there way. is sort of a succession. I mean, so the the seniors, the upperclassmen, they kind of like help the 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 freshmen coming in, the sophomores coming in. Yeah. So a lot of the sophomores actually already understand it by the second by the second year, as mm-hmm. example by Noah here. <laughs> and um, so usually it's only training the people that come in newly, for either freshmen or other grades that they want to join later on. So Vance at the, I mean, uh, sorry, Brian at the competition, and you mentioned that you did, that this team, Kalamni, is 60% uh, female. Yeah. Um, how are you seeing the general breakdown of all the participants that perhaps reach that state level, both in terms of uh, male and female or perhaps in terms of seniors versus freshmen? 
It really varies on every team. It depends if you have a huge group of seniors that graduate out of a team, and then it's now back to a bunch of freshmen, sophomores mm. that have to learn, and they're picking up the new ball. Uh, it really depends on how that team has functioned at their school. We've seen our program grow from only having one girl on our team to now having 16 girls on our team. So that's amazing to see that growth and growth. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen to every team. No, so Brian, how do you describe sort of the, the division of labor? How do you look at the students and are they naturally, organically gravitating to certain types of roles? Or how do you perhaps direct some of that? They do gravitate to certain roles into it, and we try to support whatever they want to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fun part about robotics is it's not about building a robot. It's all the other things that go in to help take the infrastructure to build a robot. So they have PR out, outreaches they have to do, developing the websites. They have mm. to um, film video. Mm-hmm. They have to set up fundraising events. They have to get their parents involved in booster groups. And the more of the community they can involve – the better the program get, becomes. So, no, you worked on the design side, but what, what, what other roles were your favorite as far as the, the many roles that one can play on a team? Uh, one of my favorite roles is, like, going out and being part of our public relations team and doing things like being here on Bite Marks Cafe saying, Oh, and, you, you and, know, you're doing a great job. <laughs> In fact, and, you um, can probably take over for us <laughs> when we retire. Yeah, and, um, like, going out and talking to different companies to get sponsorships and all kinds of stuff like that, that's something I really like to do, going out and public speaking. Mm-hmm. And, and you can certainly see how those skills translate into perhaps a future <laughs> career choice. Vance, yeah. how about you? Favorite part? Um, so I actually do a lot on the team. I don't really have a favorite part. Um, so I'm co-captain. So I do a lot of the, like making sure that everyone's doing their role. Mm -hmm. And, um, actually at competition, we all have different roles. So at competition, I'm the coach. So that means I strategize with the other teams before our matches and things. Mm -hmm. Now we don't want to marginalize the actual putting the hardware together, and putting the hardware together, to me, doesn't seem like a trivial task. Oh, it's not. So how do you find the technical resources to do that? Or is that inherent in you know, all, of your, all of your students? Well, um, we have our mentors who help us. And they don't give us the ideas, but they kind of they support our ideas or they, they, they give us feedback on what we're kind of doing. So if they see we're doing something uh, wrong, they won't necessarily intervene. But they'll just kind of suggest like, oh, this might not be as good. Mm-hmm. So they're not the ones making the decisions. Mm-hmm. And it, and they're like kind of letting us make mistakes so that we can learn from those and grow and be able to correct it next time. So, Brian, this is primarily a student-driven initiative, and you're just there to make sure that perhaps they don't set fire to something. Pretty much as our goal as mentors, we really just want to guide the kids in. We'll teach them how to weld. We teach them how to mill. They learn how to CAD. And it's really nice to see Mm. that our alumni that have been with our program four or five years ago coming back and help leading classes to teach the next generation That's great. Now, you folks went to a regional in South Carolina, which I was surprised because I thought usually that happens at the end of the season. But what did you experience at the regional? And you guys did get an engineering inspiration award as a result of that. Yeah. Congratulations, so, yeah. Uh, so um, we went to the Palmetto Regional in South Carolina, and we competed alongside 62 different teams. Yes. And um, over there, the the teams were a lot bigger <laughs> compared to the ones here. And we went there because we want to be able to experience different cultures and what, what other people are kind of doing mm-hmm. and see how people in the mainland run their team teams and how we can maybe incorporate some of that into how we're running our team here. Mm, Advance the uh, Regional Engineering Inspiration Award. What was it about your 
presentation or your approach to the problem that won this uh, recognition? So the Engineering Inspiration Award is an award given to a team that express that inspires the community about engineering. So when we when we went there, um, we sold the fact that we have Bristlebots, our lo- tiny toothbrush head robots mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that teach um, children how about STEM, and it's a, kind of like an introduction to engineering. So you're setting so a pathway for really young kids. Yes. Yeah. That's impressive. Even Noah got his start with one of our <laughs> workshops with Bristlebots. Yeah, way back in third grade. <laughs> well, I know some adults that are getting you know getting familiarized with robotics with uh, Bristlebots. Now, in terms of the 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 Hawaii regional that just took place a couple of weeks ago, uh, that just uh, that had all the Hawaii teams t- come together. You folks uh, did pretty good at the. At How'd you, you know, do? Uh, we were seated six, and we were the alliance captain in the quarterfinals, and we unfortunately got uh, knocked out by uh, Wailua. So, so, but that um, still qualifies you to go to the world championships, right? Coming up in, uh, in this next week. Yeah, the Do- award that actually got us to the world championships was the Engineering Inspiration Award that we oh, won nice. in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. else was in the alliance, by the way, when you were? Uh, we had uh, Gila Viking Robotics, ah, and we nice. had a team from California, actually, who was partnered alongside with us. And that's an, interesting, that's an interesting process because when you do actually compete, you have to form an alliance and you have to pick other uh, robots that perhaps might complement you, right? Because you yeah. just can't collect gears and, and hang yourself, right? <laughs> that, you know, so you have to find somebody that has you know, ball shooting capability, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, when our, uh, one of the competition roles is called the scout and basically they watch all the matches and make sure that the teams that we pick mm-hmm. um, support our what we can do. Mm-hmm. So we first chose the California team, Team Spider, be, for their ball shooting ability and their fast climber so that they can climb with the rope. And then we chose Hilo Viking Robotics for their good autonomous program and then their ability to place gears and play defense. Oh, so it's a pretty good, good mix. Well, um, our favorite last question to ask when we have students on the show is, and you know, know you have a few more years, but <laughs> what is your career path? And, and perhaps has it been inspired by your work with the robotics team? It definitely has. I want to become an engineering teacher and be the one to kind of inspire people just like how Mr. Silver is right now. I want to wow. do that and be able to like be involved with this robotics and inspire the next generation. And yeah. I hope you can do that back here <laughs> in Hawaii. And Vance? And then uh, I would like to be a computer hardware engineer. So that's like building computers and designing computers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, Yeah, it bears mentioning that the robotics program is an extracurricular in many ways. It's outside of the classroom, although there are some curricular elements. I mean, um, uh, how do you find the time to fit this in with all of the other studies that you have to do, well, Noah? It's a, it's a challenge, all right. But it it... it takes up a lot of my time, but it teaches me how to manage my time and what I need to prioritize. Like, oh, I have a test coming up for this class, so I got to study for this, but I also have robotics, so I got to do this before so right. I don't procrastinate and, like, actually do all my work on time. So, Vance, any so challenges? Vance, yeah. So um, kind of the same. So robotics, um, we – um, during our build season, we actually have time where we do all our homework because we start at 5 o'clock mm-hmm. and school ends at about 2 so we do our homework then, and then that really helps me get all my work done oh, beforehand. Good. Very, Time dis- very is very <laughs> So, what is any any quick strategies on how you might want to compete next week at the uh, region? I mean, the uh, the world championships. We're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. What we we really showed off what we could do, and we showed that we could do it well. And hopefully, some of the teams at the world championships will recognize that. Hey, 
That yeah, Hawaiian that team, nice. yeah. They do some good stuff. Well, your red hair is going to attract <laughs> Now, Zach, can, if somebody wanted to find more information, yes, uh, about uh, your team and what you're up to, where can they go? Uh, so our website is www.magmarobotics.com. Very good. And we'll put that up on our show notes later on tonight. Brian Silver, of course, is a teacher and robotics mentor over at Kalani High School. Noah Eckhart and Vance Takaguchi are students in the Kalani High School team, Magma. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us, us here. This has been <laughs> awesome. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we kick off Spring 2017's Pledge Drive. And, of course, if you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. And you can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong. And our executive producer is Beth Ann Koslovich. And, of course, we'll be back next week with a special Pledge Drive edition of Bite Marks Cafe. This you will come.